It's time once again for Senior Smarts. It's brought to you here on Classic Hits K-Wing 106, brought to you by St. Crispin Living Community in Red Wing with our continuum of care, including our renowned short-term rehab services. And as always, Debbie Bradley and Dr. Eric Treas, and I will turn it over to you guys. And Dr. Eric, of course, it's always a pleasure to hear um, your voice and to, to glean the wisdom from all you know and all the research you've done. So um, we are so grateful that you're with us yet again. Thank you for being here. Uh, thank you, Debbie. And, and the topics for the next three shows, I think, are near and dear to uh, you know the, the community you, you uh, service. And that is Alzheimer's. So the next three episodes are on Alzheimer's. And, and the effort here is not to get so far into the science, but it's to actually give hope to people. So initially, of course, you have to say the bad news, but, but there is hope. And actually, it turns out to be pretty darn good stuff. So um, I'm looking forward to talking about it. Excellent. And, of course, it is near and dear to our heart. And we've got um, the two different sides of our facility. One is the care center, which is the skilled nursing, and the other side is the, the villa where people's bodies are healthier, um, but we also have a, a memory care unit there um, for those people. So we deal with a number of people that have Alzheimer's, and I know that um, the need for this is growing, and it has been. And so um, anything that we can learn about this subject um, for the people who have it and for those who would like to prevent, you know, getting it or the severity of it would be um, gladly welcome. So, yes, please tell us what you know and what you've learned in your research. Sure, sure. Well, first of all, the Alzheimer's phenomena has been around forever. However, as people age and, and live longer, it is now manifest. They, the people that would have gotten it in the past died of something else, but now they're living long enough to get it. However, there's other things, other factors that are contributing to the escalation of the diagnosis, not just the fact that we're living longer. So just let's go to a definition. First of all, <clears throat> Alzheimer's is a type of dementia. Dementia is many different things cause dementia, but Alzheimer's is a, is a type of dementia. Uh, uh, however, it's 70% of all the diagnosed dementias. Now, to note, there is no test or scan to prove that you've got this. And you, you get it only by the history, both from uh, talking to the patient as well as the family members that bring their loved ones in. The only thing definitive of, di of this diagnosis is on autopsy findings, and that's uh, kind of late for most people. And so the findings of amyloid plaques and tau proteins is what you may have heard or people may have heard about. But mm -hmm. to, to, to be truth on this, there is no effective cure. They're working on it, but there is no cure. In fact, there's, there's really only a couple of medications that are used, and the one that is mostly used is only good for about six months if given early, and the only thing thereafter is side effects. So meds are just not doing the trick here and now there's there's many many researchers uh, re researchers going and trying to make drugs for this however it's really been very very difficult in fact uh, they've changed their focus on where they're looking at what what chain of command they're they're attacking and in fact some of the drug companies have just altogether given up just because it's so complicated and and, and the reality is Alzheimer's is not just one thing. In other words, it's multifactorial. Mm. So it's not just one thing that, that, that comes to it. And what was thought about 15 years ago, whatever, is that it's, it's genetic. However, we're finding out as, as more and more studies are done that it is 
other things. In fact, there was a recent study that showed there's increasing rates of Alzheimer's in younger and younger populations. So, in fact, in autopsy uh, evaluations, some of the hallmarks are beginning in the 20s and 30s for people. Just take a long time to show themselves as memory loss, etc. So there, there was a study shows that the early baby boomers, those born from 1946 to 1960, are showing an increased rate of this occurring. Now it's interesting. Who now that's not genetics, okay? The risk factors that they've identified is those that having less wealth, and to be clear, the American population has greater and greater percentage of people with less wealth. There is there is economy, but most of the people that are making money are the ones that have lots of money and they're making more. So we're getting a lot of people in our society that just don't have enough wealth to really make a difference in their Alzheimer's risk. Also, one that we talked about in the past is loneliness as a risk factor. Depression is a risk factor. Inactivity, obesity, married more than once is an interesting factor. That really? Yeah. Oh, never heard that one. Yeah, I think that relates to happiness and loneliness and all those types of things, but, but that's a risk factor. I'm just, it's a conjecture. And then oh. the two that we've kind of known about or talked about is cardiovascular disease, and certainly the one we've talked about is diabetes. So all of these contributing, or at least a risk factor for this. So I want to talk about genetics a little bit, because people thought, oh, it's just who in your family has it? Oh, that means I'm going to get it. Well... Yes and no. So how the genetics work? There, genetics is interesting. I mean, there are genetics that says you are definitely going to get something like if you have the Y chromosome, you are going to be a male. That is mm-hmm. genetics. However, there's also m- many more of the genetic influences are just an influence and doesn't forecast that you will certainly get it. So there are there are genes. There is a particular gene associated with with. Alzheimer's, and it's called the ApoE4. And because we get genetics from our father and genetics from our mother, there are two sets of these. So those that have two sets of this ApoE4 are more likely to get it than the group that has one set. But then there's also people with no sets of this. In fact, they get it hmm. too. So, yeah, hmm. kind of confusing. Very confusing. Yeah. Dr. Eric, I had heard of some research that had been done about the plaques and tangles in people's brains and how sometimes from doing autopsies, they even discovered that some people who had the same look of the plaques and tangles in their brain did not exhibit Alzheimer's behaviors. So I know I'm jumping like 45 steps ahead of where you're at right now, but I'm thinking, how can some people have the plaques and tangles but then not exhibit the behaviors, which is the flip side of what you're saying, is you'd think that some people should get it, and they don't, and other people shouldn't, and then they did, they get it. Right, and that's really a good question. Um, and there are adaptive mechanisms that our brains do to kind of step over those things that you've just said, the tau, uh, tau tangles and, and the amyloid, but... And I'll kind of describe what those things are in just a little bit here and, and in, a, in a superficial way, but, but it may answer the question. In fact, they've done studies on people that have had both sets of this ApoE4 and find out that the, if you have a proper lifestyle, people have lived into their 90s with no 
influence of this whatsoever. They have the genetics, but they don't have the disease. And then there are conversely people that have bad lifestyle choices that don't have the genes that get this disorder. So that's the kind of interesting thing that we see. Now, the one of the things that's, that's most apparent is that Alzheimer's, getting Alzheimer's, uh, can be clearly correlated to increasing blood sugars. That's why diabetes is such a high risk mm. for heart disease. And, in fact, some people have called this diabetes type 3, and it's related to the insulin resistance that we've talked about in previous shows. Um, <clears throat> so then, well, how does this happen? Why is blood sugar an issue? Well, elevated blood sugars cause artery inflammation. It does in your coronary arteries and you get heart disease. It also does in your brain, and your brain reacts by putting a Band-Aid on it, and that Band-Aid is the amyloid plaque. So research has gone towards the amyloid plaque, but that's just like scraping a scab off a wound. It doesn't help you. So that's why that's been kind of abandoned and looking for other sources of, of how to get at this Alzheimer's. So amyloid plaque is just a band-aid due to the inflammation of the arteries. There's another thing that was found is that chronic sleep disturbance individuals have many more tau proteins. And we'll talk about that in, in a future episode. But as the brain ages, it's more difficult for it to use glucose as a source of fuel. It just isn't as good, which is compounded by the fact that as one ages, one loses taste. So what tastes good to elderly folks is sweets. And sweets increase your blood sugar, making this whole phenomenon worse. So it's a a self-propelling issue here. But now, there's a different source of energy for the brain, and it's called ketones. And so if you can get a diet that has more ketones, ketones do not diminish with age as far as use of a, of a fuel, and are really regarded as much more of a clean fuel. Uh, and so that's that's this whole thing about keto di- ketogenic diet. Uh, and a ketogenic diet, we'll have that in future uh, shows here, we'll talk about it, but ketogenic, uh, ketogenic diet is one that is rich in plant food, fiber, has healthy fats, Fats are good if they're healthy, and reduced simple carbs. Simple carbs and sugars are not good. And then also exercise and something that's kind of becoming much more popular, and that is 12 hours of fasting. And we'll have that in a future show. But that's an interesting phenomenon as well. So I just kind of want to kind of close by, by one study that was very interesting and kind of to the point of what we've talked about. There's a study done over six years, 2,000 people, and they were looking at their lifestyles and, and their status of, one, non-smoking, two, Mediterranean diet. And again, if there's a diet that you look up that you have to follow better than anything else, it's a Mediterranean diet. Number three is light to moderate exercise. Number four, light to moderate alcohol. And number five, engaged in cognitive activities that involve problem solving. And it doesn't mean uh, doing, what's that, uh, puzzle Sudoku, you know, uh, or or any of those types of mental games, whatnot. You can just, like myself, I do a lot of carpentry, and so I measure angles and divide things, and, and that's problem solving. So that's kind of the things they measured. So after six years, they followed these folks, and they found that if you did two or three of these things, in other words, not smoke, followed a Mediterranean diet, moderate exercise, light to moderate alcohol, and did cognitive activities, if you did two to three of those, you had a 37% reduction of Alzheimer's. And that's just over six years. If you followed four to five of them, you had a 60% reduction 
of Alzheimer's over those six years. Wow. So really what it's talking about is the same thing, Debbie, we've talked about for half a year now, and that is yes. lifestyle choices. It's the five yes, pillars. Absolutely. It's the five pillars. And how everything, yeah, like you've talked about, everything is connected. Yep. And, I mean, even just the simple things of, you know, should I grab the Cheetos or should I grab a piece of... Nuts. You know. Yeah. Nuts, yeah. I was going to say vegetables or, right. or fruits, but fruits... You know, can have a lot of sugars in them, though, too. So. True, yeah, but it's, yeah. and it's all up to us, right? We have the choice yep. of modifying this ourselves. Right. Even Alzheimer's, Excellent. which you think is like a, a prescription for the end, we have a choice here. Right. And how wonderful to hear the message or the, the tone of hope, and we'll hear more about that in the future shows. So um, stick with us, listeners. Come back next week again. You'll hear the next dose here of information about Alzheimer's. And Dr. Eric, thank you once again. And with that, St. Crispin Living Community is changing aging in Red Wing. All right. And again, listen for another edition of Senior Smarts coming up soon on Classic Hits K-Wing 106, brought to you by St. Crispin Living Community in Red Wing with our continuum of care, including our renowned short-term rehab services.